everybody. It's Monday, January 17th, and that means it's time for another episode of Chatting with Agnes and Cecilia, Nonprofit Conversations. I'm one of your hosts, Cecilia Sepp. I'm the principal and founder of Rogue Tulips Nonprofit Consulting, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Agnes. I'm going to throw it over to Agnes to say hello. Thank you, Cecilia. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to our global audience, wherever you're joining us from. My name is Agnes Amos Coleman. I'm an author and a consultant. Over to you, Cecilia. Thank you, Agnes. And we're really excited today to have first-time guest, Mr. R.J. Krishna, who is the Secretary General of the News Federation of India. Uh, Welcome, Mr. Krishna. And would you like to say hello and tell us a little about yourself? Hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to the global audience across the world for when the sun rises and the sun sets. I'm RJ Krishna. I run an organization called the News Broadcast Federation. We are probably uh, not only India's largest, but the world's largest uh, industry body of news channels who offer news and information at the doorsteps of close to a billion Indians and close to another billion people outside India. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a short inst- uh, introduction. I used to be a journalist. I moved into policymaking and governance a couple of years ago. And happy to be in Sicily and at this show. Well, great. Well, thank you so much, uh, because our topic today is ethics in times of crisis and change. And if you are a long time or short time listener of this show, you know, ethics is very important to us. Uh, I do lead an ethics course with Cheryl Ronk of So Right LLC. So we're really excited to hear your viewpoints on ethics. And as we were prepping for this episode, Mr. Krishna, you had mentioned what you believe the importance of ethics is to life. Uh, so could you start there for us and give us a little bit of that background? Ethics is not etched in stone. It's what one individual thinks right and wrong, but what is right for the overall global scenario. Right, it's what I think is right, and what many people would think is right, right, and it's the fundamental principle of what I would call a culmination of a personal and professional life, right. Uh, if I need to mention Amazon, Jeff Bezos, he would say they have this uh, personal and life and professional life harmony. That's where is where ethics fits in. Ethics is doing the right thing at the right time and always being right. Forget about what other people think. Mm-hmm. Forget about what is somebody is looking at you. Maybe your boss at a professional work, maybe your partner, your friend. It doesn't matter. If you think it's right, and right in the overall objective, mm-hmm. and if it's got a contextual meaning, and it was right for the world, that's what I call ethics. Being grateful in a long-term uh, may not be make you happy, but I'm sure it'll give you a good night's sleep. Hmm. You'll be content. You'll be satisfied. That's something money can't buy. Oh, absolutely. And, and I like that. I like that definition, Jay. And, I, and I'm curious to find out or get your thought on this. So how do you think organizations can really have an ethical turn from that me first to prioritizing the needs of others. Because like you rightly said, it's about that decision of what you think it's right or what you think it's wrong and making a decision within that framework. So can you 
share with us how you think associations or organizations can do that, turning from that me first and prioritizing the needs of others within an organization? Uh, it's a bit, bit difficult task when we, in the last, we are running two years in the pandemic. Mm. And uh, I personally expect another three years in the pandemic. Ethics is essential as of now. For every organization, it depends upon who's your client, who's your customer. Mm -hmm. What difference are you going to make in life? What is the right decision? Forget about your balance sheets. Forget about your PLLs. Forget about your bottom lines, right? So where ethics comes in, when organizations take an ethical call of what to do right, rather than look at it, looking at their profits, at their stock market prices, or anything else which might give them a brand, I'm telling you, ethics, an ethical call on each and every decision, a business decision, would make them more sustainable. We have the spare trade international, right? so uh, from based on France and Germany. So look at that, right? Mm -hmm. They have broken the barriers of gender parity and wages parity among genders. Women mm -hmm. tend, usually tend to get paid less than men for the same work. But fair trade has brought in this concept and they have the seed on everything you buy, right? Mm -hmm. And that's got the consumer sentiment. Everybody, nobody wants to be called a bad person, right? Everybody wants to be right. And mm -hmm. everybody will support something which is ethical and right. That's what organizations need to take care of. If they're... If, I would say that would I would I would actually put in two baskets. If organizations, associations, small, big, it could be a mom and pop store, it could be a local florist. When you take an ethical car, right, you're buying the soul of a customer. Hmm. It's just not taking a share of the wallet. Mm -hmm. The customer is going to stay loyal to you, right? But I admire Vesos. Let's, let's take the example of the Tesla founder. Right? He's revolutionized. He's revolutionized the entire EV vehicle and the automated vehicle. Mm. I would love to buy, in India, we don't get a Tesla, but I would love to buy a Tesla, an ethical car, to go for an environment friendly car. Mm. Right? Imagine the kind of carbon footprints we could reduce. And at NBF, we are taking a very conscious call, an ethical call to, it's it's not about only news and information there, but how we present it. Mm -hmm. What is my operational cost? Am I paying my journalist or non-journalist right? Mm -hmm. Right? And apart from that, climate change. Right? I'm, I'm priming an initiative personally to make them carbon neutral. May not be in three years, but maybe in five years. Mm -hmm. Right, and imagine the kind of impact is going on in the environment. Every single person can make the ethical call and make the change. Mm -hmm. About ten years ago, I used to be working with the Wall Street Journal. I decided not to travel. Zoom didn't exist, but Skype mm -hmm. did. Right, I took an ethical call that my carbon footprints personally has to reduce. Right, mm -hmm. they were criticisms at NBF. At News Broadcast Federation in India, when I said 
we are going to have a zero employee organization everybody is going to work from home and imagine this is was in october 2009 i'm talking nine months before the pandemic right that was a huge cry right they said no we need to have an office at the national capital of delhi i said okay let's have a home office let's have a soho right but six months down the line february hit covid hit that's new normal hmm. that's the new normal right mm-hmm. why didn't i want to have a zero i mean why did i want to have a zero employee organization or why didn't i want to have an office i don't want people to travel for an hour and hour and a half just to reach office they get exhausted what is a productive right i had a great friend who used to describe right you get into office have a coffee half an hour is gone you mm-hmm. work for an hour lunch time comes you have lunch two hours two hours is gone actually out <laughs> about eight hours which is the normal working hours you your productive is only three hours right so why can't they be at the family be happy and now organizations like large organizations like google has said work from home everywhere in india the largest uh, technology company pcs has moved send away person of its workforce to work from home That's what true. are you do ethical call mm-hmm. environment friendly you cut your cost right people are going to stay back at home right they're happy with their family right an ethical call has multiple tangible measurable benefits wow. and this pandemic has taught us that. it's definitely taught us that that humanity survives when an ethical a responsible call is taken yeah mm-hmm. that was a long answer to a short question yes is real no but well, that's a great, great response great response we, so yeah uh, no uh, no that, that's fine uh, no i agree with that 100% Uh, may I call you Jay? I've been calling you Mr. Krishna. Yeah, but people call me JK. JK. Okay. <laughs> All right, JK. So, well, JK, uh, I really love that example and yes. how you outlined the long-term effects that that sort of a decision can have because mm. I've been working virtually since 2003, so I like to say since before it was cool and I found all of those things to be true. Uh, I did I was not stressed out. I had more time to work. I was more productive. Uh, I, I don't have people walking in my office saying, you know, "Oh, do you have a minute?" and they're still there 45 minutes later when you're trying to get some work done. But When it comes to ethics and we're talking about ethics across organizations and societies and communities of all kinds what it starts with is an individual of course and so when an individual wants to do right behavior they sometimes have to fly in the face of opposition because mm-hmm. if you're working at a for-profit company they want profit you're trying to do the right thing for the right reason they want profit So what I have seen over the years is people need to find the courage of their convictions and find that inner strength in order to be mm. an ethical person in times of crisis and change. So do you have any advice for finding that courage of your conviction so that you can maintain your ethical behavior? Let me tell you one thing, right? If 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 you're ethical, if you believe in yourself that you're doing right, mm-hmm. and if you have a lot of opposition and you get a lot of enemies uh you have a lot of corporate politics believe me you're right hmm. everything will taper down over a period of time hmm. i've seen i've i've had a i've i've got an experience about 25 plus years in the corporate industry or 
two decades in journalism, I've seen that how long can people oppose me? Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. How long can people oppose me? They will taper down. They will taper down, they'll vanish. The more enemies you gain means that you are doing things right. You're being ethical. Mm-hmm. Forget about enemies. Look at the long term for a prospect, right? Even professional life, I always tell people, right? You get in to your professional life about in your 20s, right? Uh, globally, the uh, retirement age is in your 60s. You've got four decades of your professional life. Mm. What's stopping you? First person you met in your first job, you're never going to meet honestly, in, in about four decades later. But people who have stayed ethical, people who have stayed responsible, right? They've had a success. And believe me, take this ancient word, money follows you. Yes. When you're mm-hmm. right, when you're ethical, over a period of time, people start, people start noticing you. The industry starts noticing you, right? Your neighborhood starts noticing you. And imagine you will get paychecks which you can't imagine. Hmm. You could just can't imagine. I mean, sorry to blow my own trumpets, but I got an offer from the Wall Street Journal on the 22nd of September 2008 when the Lehman crisis happened. Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They put out an offer when Rupert Murdoch took over the Wall Street Journal Dow Jones. I got an offer on on the day the world was in crisis in 2008. All they just hired is was because I stood my foot and I would say what is right and what is wrong. And what is right is right. No compromises, right? By the time I'd already spent a decade in journalism. God damn, money did follow. Mm. You have a professional satisfaction. You have a personal satisfaction. There is a reward in the long term for being ethical and being right. Don't look at short term. I mean, short term, mm. some people go, let me quote Robert Brooks, right? Mm-hmm. But look, men may come, men may go, but I go on forever. Adopt that. Uh-huh. That's the success story. I really, I, I really appreciate that perspective, and that that's definitely a perspective that. You know, we need to listen to within the business world that, you know, we could think along those lines and the decisions that we make and definitely, uh, you know, strengthen our brand if it's if it's a good decision, because people are looking, people are watching. Uh, and I think that it does make a lot of sense. But Jay, I am interested in looking at how our global associations can really begin to engage in ethical discussions. Um, And my question to you being the general secretary of a a large uh, association is that, should this be a board driven decision or should it be part of an organization strategic discussion? I'm just curious in how broader this dynamics of discussion should be. Uh, And and I like to hear it from your perspective on on how to do this. So, uh as, as, as I mentioned, right, uh, ethics is not etched in stone. It's not written in the constitution. It's not a rule book. But if a board decides to be ethical, there's a trickle down effect, mm. right? 
if the board, the chairman, the president, the vice president decide to be ethical, then their secretaries will be ethical, their executives will secretaries will be ethical, the party to the janitors to the last man on the company will be ethical. Mm-hmm. Right? They look up, they look up to the board. Look at Bill Gates, right? Look at Jeff Bezos, look at Elon Musk, right? People look up to these people. If somebody is at that stage is ethical, everybody's going to be. Hmm. They'll fall in line. But that's an individual call of each of the members of the board. It, it could be a, it, I would say it's not a collective decision of the board, but it's an individual decision of each of the members of the board to be ethical, responsible, and take the cause which is right. Yes. And everybody will follow it. Ethics, be ethical, is not something you write in a code of conduct mm-hmm. in a business. You inspire people to be ethical. Right. If I'm ethical, down the line, everybody is going to be. That inspiration, you're buying the soul of the person. Mm. Not by a paycheck. Not by putting a rule book there. Right. right. If you're rule book there, people will let even find a way to get over it. Yes. Well, yes. And winning over people. You need to sell the dream. You need to sell the dream of being right. Yes. Mm. And dreams come true. Large organization. I, I would say what we've not looked at in the world is large organizations giving back to society. I care. The mm-hmm. largest retailer. It's a non-profit. Robert Bosch, the largest automotive supplier, is a non-profit. Mm. The family doesn't know. They give every back to the society. In India, we have Tata Sons. All the money goes in charity. Right? Mm. These are calls people have taken long, long back. Mm-hmm. And it's time that we did that here. Even in India, I'm proud to say that even when during the pandemic, we decided to rescue about 28, 29, 30 countries, smaller countries, right? India is about a 1.4 billion population, but there were 5 million, 2 million countries. We sent the vaccines first there mm-hmm. because an entire country could be saved, right? That's an ethical call. Yeah, but people were suffering here. Fine, we did manage. We've already had a 1.5 billion dose of vaccine given. I would say about, uh, about 800 million with double doses of vaccine. That's an ethical call. That's an ethical call taken by the government, like like the board, right? In the board of mm-hmm. management, you have the uh, government and the prime minister Modi have taken the call. Let's save the small countries, mm. which we afford to, and then we we vaccinate here as well. Yeah. So that's I, I say it's it could be a top top down driven decision, but mm. it has to be individual. It's, it should be an inspiration. What I would say is follow what you preach. Mm. Follow what you preach. I and practice uh, what you preach. That that is a great note to close on. Unfortunately, we're at the end of our episode already. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so much, JK. Before okay, we sign off, though, I would you're welcome. Thank you. Uh Agnes, uh, do you have any closing thoughts before we sign off? 
No, I just want to uh, echo uh, your thoughts on really appreciating Jay for joining us. Uh, we see that ethics, it's one of those principles and practices that govern uh, how we do life and, and how we do work. And uh, as Jay rightly said, it's not written and it's not necessarily governed by the book of law. It's really done by setting an example. And uh, we know that as our global community uh, begin to think about 2022 and how they can set some of those examples within their organizations or even within their own individual lives, that they will make those right decisions of when they do. Uh, it will be good for business, it will be good for them personally, and it will be good for them professionally. So again, thank you, Jay, for sharing that perspective. And uh, thank we definitely look forward to having you back and we can further this dialogue in the future. Thank definitely. you. So, Lovely. Thank you. I would love to be back. Thank uh, you. JK, yeah. JK, if people wanted to get in touch with you and learn more about your view on ethics or maybe learn more about the News Federation of India, what's the best way to get in touch? Uh, they can write to me uh, at uh, jkrishka.r at gmail.com or nbf at news.castersfederation.com uh, WhatsApp me at uh, 0091-98712-07716. I promise you get a response within the three months. Oh, great. That's well, great. That, that's wonderful. Uh, we appreciate you sharing uh, all of that contact information, and we do look forward to having you back, JK. Thanks again. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about Rogue Tulips, you can check us out at roguetulips.com and see how we might be able to help your nonprofit organization grow. If you'd like to learn more about ethics, uh, check out the ethical nonprofit course that we offer through the 501c League. You can learn more about that at the 501c League.net. So we have to go rogue for now, but on behalf of all of us here at Chatting with Agnes and Cecilia and our guest, JK, thanks for listening or watching, and we'll see you next time.